it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Solitaire Grand Harvest. Whether you're stuck inside or just dreaming of the great outdoors, now you can have a fun farm-style getaway right at your fingertips. I know you guys like watching the challenge. If you're up for the challenge, download Solitaire Grand Harvest for free today in the Apple App Store, Google Play, and on Amazon. This episode is also brought to you by our next Legion of Zoom call. It's this Saturday, live on Zoom. We will be announcing the winners of the Challenge Mania Awards, and we will be joined by special guest Weston Bergman. If you want to join us, head to patreon.com slash challengemania today and become a diesel-level patron for the month of November. All right, you didn't come for me. You came for D. He's a secret agent, but is he a double agent? He's Kaczynski. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Am I a double agent or am I a triple agent? Oh, my God. I don't know. Did you just invent a thing? Is a triple agent a thing? I, I didn't invent the thing, but while I was uh, attempting to find out what we should be calling our next uh, our next bonus podcast series, uh, which has previously been called The Madhouse or The War Room, uh, I decided to watch a movie that has uh, some intense spying going on. And at the end of it, it's mentioned that person is not a double agent. That person is a triple agent so my what movie mind was, was that blown. what movie were you watching well am i allowed to am i allowed to say it now i mean what if you guys watch it's great it's great yeah go watch it who cares it was an awesome movie um it's uh mile 22 with mark Wahlberg. oh now on netflix yeah yeah it was like number four the other day i was eyeballing it a couple weeks ago uh, i noticed you watched a, a movie called snowden you yes. mentioned something about it yep. I, i've been i've been i've been intrigued by what the hell is what the hell had had transpired with that guy? I'm about halfway through, but while I was watching Mile 22, I was looking for, you know, so you know some uh, you know some intel. I was looking for some you know some some intel on what we should. I, I even reached out to one of my friends who's been in the military for 20 years and what he thinks. You know, we should call our bonus podcast series because I wanted some sort of cool military term that was like fun. Um, but you know, a little out of the box, you know, but not completely. So people understand. And, you know, do we go with the double theme? We're about to discuss the trailer that just came out, I don't know, 15 minutes ago. And there's a lot of double, double action, 
Double the spies, double the lies. I don't know. It was well, all the show of- is called Double Agents. And by the way, really quick, you mentioned, look, Mile 22. You probably haven't thought of the movie since it came out, or maybe you did or you didn't. But now that it's on Netflix, you're watching it. I watched Snowden. I missed this movie when it came out. I missed it when it came out on DVD. But I watched it because, bam, it shows up on the front of my Netflix page. And I say, hey, I should watch that. Also being added to Netflix... On December the 15th, I believe, will be two seasons of The Challenge. We should shout that out very quickly. It has taken the internet by storm. And a lot of people are being like, what, only two seasons? Guys, baby steps. They just went 36 seasons without having any on Netflix. And now they're putting two up. They're putting season 10, which is Inferno 2, which is not available currently on CBS All Access. And they're putting the duel, the the season that we just broke down on Duels and Ghouls with you guys. And you're a a star of both of these seasons, D. So you are officially Netflix's own Derek Kaczynski. And I encourage everyone listening to this who wants more challenge seasons on Netflix and also Survivor recently added to Netflix. They just said that Are You The One will be added as well. I think the reason they're doing it in doses is to not overwhelm the casual fans and not give everybody 36 seasons at once and maybe also to test the water. So watch these, watch them early, watch them often, and I guarantee you it will probably lead to future seasons of the challenge being added to Netflix. And as you just mentioned, with Mile 22 and with Snowden, Netflix is a big deal because what is on Netflix and also what Netflix promotes on the main page and says, hey, you like this, you might like this. That's a big deal. That opens the show up to a new audience. There's a whole new audience of people, especially young people, cord cutters, who don't have TV. They don't have MTV. They don't have cable. They don't see commercials, but they have Netflix. And those are the people that watch Mile 22. Those are the people that watch Snowden. And those are the people that are going to be watching your ass, D, on Inferno 2 and on The Duel starting on December the 15th. So congrats to you. Congrats to the challenge. Congrats to Netflix. We should definitely mention that. Yeah, and uh, Inferno 2 is a lovely season. Um, it's it's my second season. I was still very much uh, a rambunctious uh, maniac, uh, just like you know everyone listening here is uh, has has a little bit of maniac in them. I was a the uh, epitome of maniac. Um, those were the days where. Um, actually, Mike the Miz's final season of the challenge, uh, Jamie Chung's only season of the challenge. Uh, where she goes on winning and uh, and becomes then becomes a, a movie star, and uh, it's 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 a lot a lot of Derek and and uh, and Landon fighting in the streets. Somebody may ha- may or may not have gotten their ear torn off, and um, had to get stitched up in the hospital. Came back and did something to Landon's head, uh, just to kind of give you guys a briefing on what you have missed out on for so many years. That will be coming out on Netflix on December the fifteenth, just a few days or a week after the premiere of double agents. So yeah. Uh, And this came out of nowhere. I didn't know about this. Uh, You know, survivor just added two seasons, two great seasons, by the way, Kagayan. And I believe heroes versus villains, I believe are the two. Don't quote me on that. uh, Were added. And that happened the other day. So those are viewable now. And then people went digging. They found this schedule and saw that a few weeks from now, a week after season 36 premieres, the challenge will be added. So people are going nuts over this, and rightfully so. It's really cool. Could it be a way for them to test the waters to possibly work with the challenge on something like a We Want OGs? Maybe. Could it be testing the waters to see if they should buy all 36 seasons of the back catalog and have them on Netflix too? You know, the thing about the way that the production industry is working right now is that shows are costing far more now to make 
than ever before with the COVID precautions and the, you know, obviously these shows sometimes go down for weeks at a time if one person gets COVID, stuff like that. So buying back catalogs of shows, I mean, this is a really smart way for Netflix to really boost up their reality library. Uh, they've recently started getting into making their own reality shows. Love is Blind was really successful. Uh, they have a game show called The Floor is Lava. But Adding to the back catalog with shows that already have a fan base, Survivor, Are You the One, of course, the challenge is smart for them to do, and it's probably very cost efficient, all things considered now. So to start to get into the reality business from the ground up and from the ground floor now is probably pretty daunting with everybody working from home, lockdowns even becoming more of a possibility given the winter and the uptake in COVID stuff. So um, for whatever reason, they've decided to pull the uh, trigger now, and I don't think anyone could be happier because... We have season 36 on the horizon. Even COVID aside, it's getting colder. You're staying inside more during the winter. You're around your family. You're hanging out. You're snuggled up under those Brooklyn and sheets and towels and blankets and all that good stuff. Uh, so to have more ways to watch the challenge at your disposal, in addition to iTunes and Amazon and CBS All Access, now Netflix, it's a click away. You know, people are creatures of habit, D. I don't know about you. Sometimes I just throw on Netflix and I kind of just decide I'm watching something on Netflix. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not going to go click on CBS All Access. I'm not going to go click on something else. I open Netflix. I'm not going to bed until I fall asleep watching something on Netflix. So now that the challenge is one click away within Netflix, I think this is really cool. I've seen a lot of excitement online after this announcement was made, and uh, it's really exciting. And it's I think it's cool and random that it happens to be two seasons that you're on. So does this get you any street, street cred with Little D? Because I know kids his age are all about Netflix, right? Uh, You know... You know, not, it's not, not really, not really. I mean, the PlayStation five is coming out. So there's been a lot of conversation about that and uh basketball season. Uh, he didn't make his middle school basketball team and uh, he's really bummed about that. But ironically, all, uh, all, all winter sports just got shut down in, in West Virginia. So there is no basketball season anyway. Uh, the cool thing about it is uh, he, the next day he woke up, he was at his mom's and he sent me a video saying, uh, I'm going running around the house. Uh, I just want to let you know, he's like, it's seven in the morning. I'm going running around the house. So, um, to me, it, it's just, you know, f you know, as far as, you know, my kid goes, like it was, it was, it was so, uh, um, it was so cool to see him be like, you know what? I lost yesterday and I'm going to go out the very next morning and try to get, make myself better. And that wasn't with me telling it. You know, that wasn't me with him pushing him. It wasn't me with me being pissed and saying, you have to do this. It was just him, you know, having a, uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, I want to get better moment. I'm pissed, you know? So that's, what's happening in our household, uh, at this point. Um, but yeah, let's. Mm -hmm. Announcements left and right about uh, shows being repurposed for other Netflix. I want to get a quick plug in here. Um, so a show that I did the narrations for a few years ago that has been off the air for quite some time. The initial run was for NBC is who we initially made the show for. It won the daytime Emmy for Best Outstanding Children's Programming. Uh, it has been picked up by OWN, which is Oprah's network. It's a very common network. I think most people get it. And the show Give, which is about uh, celebrities going and visiting small but mighty charities and then surprising them with a donation from a foundation. Uh, we did about 30, 35 episodes of the show around 2016, 2017. Uh, it's been picked up. Uh, Blair Underwood, the executive producer, and now I guess Kevin Hart has somehow gotten involved, sold the show to own. So now every Saturday, if you want to hear Scott Yeager's voice live nice. on your television screen, you can put on own. I don't know what channel it is where you guys live, but set those DVRs. I think it's 10 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. They'll be running either one or 
or two episodes. So if you want to look up Give on your DVR, uh, I would appreciate it. And also, it's a good show. It's a feel-good show. It's a fun show to watch on a Saturday morning. Uh, it will probably make you cry, but in a good way. And for a challenge tie-in, one of the episodes, I don't know when they'll air it, but probably will, features Miss Jamie Chung, who you just mentioned. She was one of the celebrities who came and visited, I believe, a dog charity. It's one of the cuter episodes. Uh, and she comes in, visits the dog charity, plays with the dog, stuff like that, uh, and then gives them their stuff. But a lot of cool people came through that show. Sterling K. Brown, Mark Teixeira. Um, so it's a fun show. And if anything, um, you can hear my voice and hear what I sound like when I'm narrating a serious show about charity um, and not talking about a reality show with you uh, with you on this podcast. So um, I would appreciate it as well, because um, who knows? Maybe that leads to new episodes. Maybe that uh, uh, leads to own wanting to bring give back in a full run. So set your DVRs, watch the show if you can. I would appreciate that as much as I'm sure Derek and the challenge would appreciate you watching that on Netflix. So looks like uh, networks are getting in the repurposing and picking picking up different shows and stuff like that, because look, it's a different day and age. You know what I mean? Going out and filming something new uh, is a lot harder than it used to be, but Hey, pick up that show that ran on NBC in 2016, 2017 and put it up for a whole new audience. So, and thankfully they kept my voice in. So I, I didn't know. I I found out by the press release. I turned it on on Saturday to make sure I was still in it. I was like, hopefully they didn't change it and make like Kevin Hart, the narrator or something like that, but I am still the voice. So go and enjoy it. Yeah, that's not, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. That's pretty cool to be on own, Scott. Um, Oprah Winfrey's huge. Kind of hope that she runs for president well, my someday. Mom, it comes full circle. My mom was actually on the Oprah Winfrey show, uh, Oprah, in the late 90s. I believe I was in high school. My mom was on Oprah. If you search Jan Yeager, on, Jan Yeager Oprah on YouTube, you can find the clip. But So my mom was on Oprah, you know, sat next to Oprah, sat and was the expert on Oprah. And now I am sort of on Oprah's network. So it sort of, sort of comes full circle. <laughs> in a weird way but uh, let's stop talking about me nobody cares about me they came for uh, d well, they well, came for well, the challenge well, yeah that's fine but what she is an expert about oh so my mom has written several books on the subject of friendship and so she is one of the leading experts in regards to friendship so she uh has huh. been on oprah today show montel wow. williams jenny jones uh to talk about everything from you know uh people who are reconnecting with friends that they lost 20 years ago to sometimes they'll bring her on to talk about whether heidi's being a bad friend to lauren on the hills or whether uh linda tripp was a bad friend to monica Lewinsky for outing the scandal all this stuff so anything having to do wow. with friends and this is you know in the early internet era where you know if you need an expert you just kind of look up friendship expert and so my mom was constantly being called by everybody under the sun from, you know, Cosmo to the morning shows to, you know, Katie Couric to all these Diane Sawyer, anything regarding friendship. If they needed a friendship expert to come and comment on it, my mom would go in and she, she wrote a book called Friend Shifts. She wrote a book called When Friendship Hurts. She just recently wrote a book called Friendgevity. So she, uh, that is her thing is, is friendship. She has a PhD wow. in sociology. She is Dr. Jan Yeager. So, uh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Your mom sounds like an amazing woman. Well, look at all the friends, friendships we've made indirectly through Challenge Mania and the Challenge Maniacs and their community that they've built around us. So it comes full circle again, D. I am no friendship expert, but I like to think that we've uh, caused a few of them over the past three years, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of like the last uh, Madhouse War Room, uh, you know, soon to be. I don't know what we're going to call this. Should we decide uh, yeah, that? How about this? How about this? We this will, what, why don't we decide by the end of this is, episode what it's called? OK, but this is what I have to say after watching Mile 22. Um, it, so it, it, after watching this, like it's 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 insane. Like I, from my understanding and we don't know everything 
that, you know, we just get what the media gives us, right? We have no idea what happens beyond that wall of like national security. Like we just don't, we're, and we're not going to, and we shouldn't, um, you know, we learn a lot more in Snowden of what really goes on, but there's, I don't care what, you know, the, what this person ends up doing and telling about our country, Edward Snowden and all the leaks, you know, there's st- it, it, to keep the, the country safe. We're just not going to know everything. Okay. So, you know, in, in a, in a, in, in a movie like mile 22, that's not as true, right? It's just like a, it's a, it's a, it's a make believe movie. And I don't know if this is what really happens behind enemy lines and, and spies and lies, um, in, in real life. But, um, these people basically have to get their, you know, their, their, their names wiped clean. Right. And they have like one person, uh, that they talk to. And we've seen this in movies, right? Like wipe your name clean. you basically have no identity. You know, one, you know, there's one, you know, group of people that know who you are and they kind of direct you to, you know, the next task in order to complete, you know, the, the entire task to win the challenge, right? You got to get from mission, a mission, a mission to complete the task of, saving this person and getting them from point A to point B or retrieving this from the Russians and getting it over here or whatever the country may be. But along the line, they have to stop places and sort of regroup, rethink, uh, get debriefed again, get more information. Oh shit. I'm stuck. Oh shit. There's people, you know, uh, uh, they're coming after me. I'm about to die. How do I get out of this? Well, they say, all right, well go to the safe house, right? Go to the safe house. There's going to be food. There's going to be a couple guns. There's going to be some, uh, you know, uh, some more information that you need to bring this paperwork, bring this paperwork, you know, to your next point C, D and E or whatever to complete this, this, this complete challenge and survive. Right. So these safe houses are almost what I think our normal podcast should be called. Right. Like, Hey, uh, you know, Hey, Jenny, Hey, Hey, Casey, uh, Hey, Fessy, Hey, um, someone that's on the challenge, will you come stop by the safe house and give us a debriefing of what just happened on, on this last you know episode of the challenge, you know? Um, and then the bonus podcast series should almost be called like, I don't know, maybe the bonus podcast series is the safe house or maybe it's double trouble. I don't know. Um, well, here's what, here's what I'll say. So, okay. But that's what a safe house is. Every spy needs a safe house. Yes, and there was a great movie called Safe House with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington. If you haven't seen that, um, that is all about the safe house concept. But So we put it out there to the maniacs. I mentioned it on Twitter. I mentioned it on Facebook. I put it out there on Patreon. So people went kind of two different ways with this, okay? So there's two different ways to go. One way is to take the kind of spy theme that double uh, agents has already established and, and you know go off that, which is sort of what you're saying with safe house. A lot of people said the interrogation room. Those were the two more popular uh, choices among going furthering the theme and not necessarily being on the nose of the title. Okay, then the other way to look at it, and this is sort of where I tend to go with my brain, is more taking off the title, um, being a little bit more on the nose with it. So, you know, the madhouse because of total madness, the war room because of War of the Worlds, and of course with this one, it would be something like maybe double take, double trouble, double jeopardy in regards to double agents. Okay, so I think and what I gather is that what we narrowed it down to is the safe house because i'll be honest when it comes to the interrogation room um it almost implies more than we're actually willing to commit to we're not always going to be interrogating someone sometimes in fact we won't necessarily have a guest and truth be told i don't want 
guests to feel like they're going to be interrogated. I don't think that's a good thing to advertise, but I, I, I do appreciate where people went with that. So let's put the safe house on the table. I think that's a nice idea. I think that although we don't want people to think that our podcast is ultimately safe and it's not going to be controversial and we're not going to pull and we're going to pull punches and stuff. No, it's I, safe for me. The bonus podcast is usually safe for it's me. Safe for that's kind of where right. I'm able to let it out. Right. right. So I think but we do like that one. OK. And then in the double category, I like double take only because it kind of applies in more ways than one. It is our take on double agents. It's a double take. It's your take. It's my take. I kind of like that. A lot of people have suggested double Jeopardy because it's sort of an ode to both Alex Trebek, who just passed away, the host of Jeopardy, and Sean Connery, who of course was involved in the Celebrity Jeopardy uh, skit on SNL. And also double Jeopardy does kind of have a danger element to it. It sort of fits our vibe of, oh, it's dangerous. You like double trouble, um, which I think sort of splits the difference between the two. Uh, and I'm up to talking about that as well. But I, I think, you know, more before we kind of pick which one of those or whatever, you know, it's basically comes down to, do we want it to be, cause I think the safe house is great, right? Um, it, it kind of plays on the madhouse. Now it's the safe house because they're double agents. The one thing though, is that if you hear it, the safe house, you don't almost initially know what it is. I don't know that saying double take or double trouble also does that. I might be feeding too much into it. Um, I think that the logo itself uh, would obviously probably play into the double agents logo, whether we use safe house or not. Um, so w it's up to you. I will let you decide. How about this? Why don't you waver on it throughout this podcast and our closing thoughts we will settle on what we're going to call a bonus podcast series. How does that sound? You got, you got to let me, I got to look in the, in the thesaurus section of my brain and see what other words there are that come with double. It could, it, it maybe double is the second word, you know, but I do think that double, double something, you know, kind of going off of, you know, war and the madhouse, uh, you know, like I just, I, I don't know. You may have to give me a day or two. And sure. Then, okay. Uh, my thing, was, my thing is this. I don't think we need to overthink it. You know, if we have to dig deep into a thesaurus, whether it's a physical thesaurus or a, a you know, a proverbial thesaurus, I don't think that we necessarily, I don't think we need to really go get that cute with it. I think what's great about the war room, the madhouse, they're simple, you know, double trouble, double take, double jeopardy, you know, the safe house, they're simple, you know, double, uh, double, double, double take. I like double whammy, but nobody liked it. I posted it. Everyone did. I liked it. Maybe we could have double whammy like uh, Anchorman. But OK, well, how about this? We won't come up with it today, but we're going to come up with it yeah. soon. Okay. Just so you guys know, what we're talking about in case you're a newer listener. So. Um, what you're listening to today uh, in the normal podcast feed uh, is Challenge Mania. We will continue to do Challenge Mania every week as planned. There will be long-form interviews with cast members. A lot of the times they will be cast members from the show, Double Agents, uh, and that's what we will do on Challenge Mania. Those will come out anywhere from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they're normally taped based on our guest's availability. We normally like to do it after that week's episode um, and kind of plan it so we don't kind of have it expire eight hours after we post it. So you know, we, we kind of try to catch people um, how, at the front end of the news cycle. What's up? I, I, I got a weird one. How, how do you feel about triple agents? You know, I just I like I, I, I just 
that one is is just kind of I, I think a little too redundant of like you know triple agents. Uh, we're talking yeah. about double agents on triple agents. It's a little too too <laughs> similar, you know. Yes. Um, um, but but because because it's almost it's taking one of the words from it agents and it's also taking a different form of the word double yeah. and turning it to triple. But but I like the idea of like who was maybe we talk about who was the triple agent of the week. We could put we could play that into the to the vernacular of the show. Um, but so th- what we do every Wednesday is after we have watched the episode, after you guys have watched the episode, we begin to take questions from you guys. We open up a questions thread. You guys writing questions. We will get to as many of them as possible. We will also uh, obtain possibly some voicemail questions this year as well that we'll play on the podcast. And when available, we will be joined by a special guest. Most of the time, this is either a challenge veteran, challenge OG. Sometimes it's someone from another reality show who loves the challenge who was not on the show. You know, we talk about this being the safe house, being the madhouse. This is a separate entity from Challenge Mania in the sense that this is getting my thoughts, Derek thoughts, and someone else's thoughts on the episodes who we weren't there. You know, we're watching as viewers. So last season we had Carl, we had Kenny, we had Hunter, we had Pauly, we had uh, Kellyanne, we had Marie and Brad. So this year we'll have, we'll bring back some of our favorites. We'll call some new people, but it's a really cool way to dive into the season from a different perspective that you're potentially not getting from somebody who was on the show and has stuff that they have to worry about not talking about or things that haven't happened yet. This is a a show where we speculate what might be uh, coming down the pike. So um, it's a really fun time to listen to it you have to be a maniac level patron or above um if you get in before this friday as at a maniac level you also will be able to listen to um I mean, you will be able to vote, sorry, for the Challenge Mania Awards. Uh, and if you want to go diesel, you can join us live on Zoom on Saturday to unveil the winners of the Challenge Mania Awards. Of course, that will all be posted on social media after. But the first people to find out the winners will be live on Zoom. And we will be joined by some of the winners to give acceptance speeches. So so that's what we're talking about here, guys. Total Madness is behind us, but we are awarding the people who, per- who performed on that season. And Double Agents is a few weeks away. Uh, we did not expect this. That We were blown away when we were hit with... With this info last Thursday, the premiere date, little teaser trailer, the theme, the cast, all that good stuff. We broke all that down at patreon.com slash challenge mania. You can hear all that good stuff. But today, D, we got hit with another trailer, a longer trailer that we're going to break down. That's what you're going to get in this podcast. It's going to be kind of a two part podcast. First part here, we are going to break down the trailer we just saw, everything we allude, it alludes to and what we think we were, we're looking at, frankly. Uh, then we'll take a little bit of a break. We'll come back and we are going to break down the challenge mania awards voting as it has stayed as it has stood so far and we will give some predictions we will weigh in on who where we're leaning because our votes do play a part in the challenge mania awards in a weighted capacity we'll go through some of the expert ballots as well and that's how we'll round out the podcast that's what we're going to do today but d you're the one who texted me hey trailer just dropped how did you find out about this um i I was just i was just watching i was just watching the news man just watching the news on twitter (laughs) um somebody challenge posted uh, you unlocked the code mm. uh, trailer dropping soon. And it was somebody with uh, an Ashley Mitchell uh, face that said uh, uh, that, that cracked the code and it said T R A I L E R. So they gave him, she gave, I still don't get it. Cause she, the, the challenge I believe gave a code out. It was like 2018, seven, six, whatever, where it all equaled to be T R A I L E R. So I'm not I'm not sure if oh maybe those are the letters in the alphabet. 
right? Well, here's what I'm going to say. Stop. <laughs> yeah, if, you have, if you haven't seen it right now, 20, I want you to go yeah. stop what you're doing right now. Go to the challenge Instagram at challenge MTV. Go to the Twitter at challenge MTV. Watch the trailer. But either way, I'm going to play the trailer right now. It gives me and you an excuse to watch slash hear it again. And that way uh, we can also play the audio here and everyone can hear that. And then we will start breaking it down. All right. You ready? Yeah. We'll be the overwatch. Yeah. Another word. Keep the that in overwatch. mind. Keep that one in mind. All right. Here we go. Maniacs. All right. This season is the most mental game we've ever played. That sounded like Devin. It's a showed man. Double agents. Wait a second. This is crazy. That's some sneaky. Sh- Trust your allies. Trust your lies. Here we go. Guy back. Manipulate. This season, there are only ten skulls. Only ten skulls. You have to make the deal with the devil. Bigger, crazier, and more intense. I can speak louder than you! Obligatory Josh yelling trap. You never know who your partner's gonna be. You don't know if you're gonna get stolen or if you're gonna steal somebody else. That's interesting. We'll definitely have to talk about that. Ooh, Nani flipping and falling. Who's saying that to you? I just don't know what to believe. We starting the season off with a bang. Love it. Okay. Um, to me, the most interesting thing there that was sort of alluded to, D, you could tell me if you agree, was the idea of potentially partners being fluid. Is there a way you could steal people's partners, trade partners, things like that? It seems like they've, they've mentioned that in some capacity here. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what Tori said. Um, I believe the words were, uh, you never know who your partner is going to be. Right could get stolen or you're going to steal someone else. Um, so yeah, I don't want to speculate, uh, but that is interesting. I think that, you know, and you know, we've noticed, you know, the idea of like talking about spies and this and that, and, um, you know, free agents, of course, was a solo season. This, this season ends up being a, a pair season, but if there's an added twist element to it, um, that the pairs are not final and you can switch teams, you can trade teams, you can betray your team member. I think that could be pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, uh, me, sometimes it can be one twist too many, but if this is executed well, I think this could be a really fun thing to follow in particular, uh, for a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about this, uh, during war of the worlds too. I believe the elimination was, um, Kyle CT, uh, JP in the, uh, ring, uh, ring thing, ring battle, ring wrestle, three-way ring wrestle, uh, and, uh, their partners. No, they weren't partners. Yes, they were part. Their partners all went up against each other too, which was Maddie, uh, Maddie, Natalie, and one other girl got dragged. It was by uh, Julia Nolan and Juliet. And so the, 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 the twist was whatever two people win out of these six are going to be partners. So it could have very easily been, you know, CT. We all thought it was going to probably be, you know, could be, what, what if the team was CT and Maddie, 
you know, we were all like, oh, man, because we all thought, you know, of course, Maddie was going to win this one. We all thought CT was going to win this one. Come to find out the two partners that were already partners ended up winning and we didn't have this like, you know, insane. You almost forget. You almost forget about that because of the way that it wound up. The fact that we never got a new team. I honestly, I, I hadn't thought about it since you just brought it up. Like, like uh, if, if it went the other way and we had this new Frankenstein team of CT and, and Maddie, I think they maybe would have done something similar after the fact. It's possible they came up with this idea and since it didn't really pan out, they forgot about it until now. Um, but you're, you're right. That was a very interesting wrinkle that I, looking back on it, wish they would have implemented again since, but it looks like we're going to see it again in some capacity. Yeah. So if, if say, you know, say we're just going off of that and going off of Tori's, uh, statement. So let's just say, you know, they're teams of two and they, you know, they go into elimination and the, the, you know, the, they both go into elimination. Right. And then the two that come out are now like the new pair, you know, so could we have like individual team, uh, eliminations where we literally get, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess it would only be. Yeah. But yeah, what if you, what if you could call someone out? What if you could call someone out into elimination? And if you beat them, you take their partner. Like what if it's sort of a way to switch teams by calling someone out, removing them from the game and stealing their partner? You know, that could be pretty cool too. Cause if you think about it, what you're describing wouldn't necessarily be, uh, double crossing anyone or jumping ship, it would just be kind of you know, how the cookie crumbles. If they add an element to it where you're actually like abandoning someone or you're actually, you know, taking someone's partner from them, I think that could be even more devious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the twist, the twist is going to be, you know, um, as of right now, like those are the, you know, kind of plain and simple. All I really have to go off of is, is this, you know, this one elimination from two seasons ago where they attempted it, it didn't work out, and here they are trying it again. Um, but, uh, you know, there's the skull, the, the skull twist, right? Only there's 10, though. Only 10. So how many people do we have and what 30. does that actually mean? So, so that, that means they're going to – good. That means that, you know – you're going to have to throw people in twice and they're not just, you know, one elimination and done, you know? So, the but also here- we have teams. How interesting is that though? Cause, cause is it possible that only one member of a team have a skull, right? Cause then, then it sort of becomes a different kind of game from our normal duo duos team. Or do they mean 10 skulls for 10 teams? Because normally the way that doubles challenges work is, if you're a team and your team wins an elimination, the team won the elimination. So do both those people get skulls? Or as you alluded to, are these going to be individual eliminations within the team construct? So opens up the door for a lot of possibilities here. We haven't really had that before. We've only had single seasons and then double seasons where people competed together. We have never really had team seasons where people competed individually, have we? Uh, team seasons where people compete individually. I mean, not really. You, no, you mean you're talking partner seasons. Yeah. Where, a partner season not, where one person would hypothetically have a ticket to the final, but not their partner. That's, that's unheard of. Normally it's the team gets there together. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, but you say, uh, you know, 
partner individual challenge. My thing is this. TJ has said there's 10 skulls, right? But if we have 15 teams of two, does that mean we have 10 team skulls or we have 10 individual skulls in the midst of those 15 teams? Because that could mean that Wes has a skull, but his partner doesn't. Or Tori has a skull, but her partner doesn't. Which is an interesting dynamic to have in a team game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, and now I'm, I, like my brain has stopped. Like I, I cannot go any further. Well, it's all speculation at this point. All right, let's talk about some of the other stuff. I mentioned it while we were watching it. Iceland looks absolutely beautiful uh, on camera for this uh, challenge. It looks really cool. Um, I'll be honest. uh, Iceland is one of those dynamic uh, landscapes where, you know, they could shoot this whole thing in the same kind of area and it could still look super interesting every time because there's so many different, you know, ways of shooting it. And then you have the water and then you have the land and the mountains in the background. So I look forward to watching Iceland on my TV for 19 weeks, even if I probably won't be able to visit there for another 10 years uh, due to the pandemic. But uh, it looks really visually interesting. I'm way more interested in just the clips I've seen of this season than I was, like, say, going into Total Madness or going to War of the Worlds 2. You know, this looks like something I will have fun watching, like the way you watch a travel show. Yeah, um, it looked, you know, the the, the shots looked amazing. Um, You know, it it seemed like... There was uh, a lot of water, a lot of underwater, um, above water, fall into the water, body suits, uh, which just leads me to believe that these are going to be freezing cold, uh, like really cold temperatures going into water, very uncomfortable, um, very tough. I, ice ice in Iceland, um, you know, we do see the snow. So, uh, I, you know, a lot of the shots, a lot of these competitions that, I, that we just saw like visually, uh, you know, aside from the landscape looked really cool within the landscape. And just so you know, like usually a lot of this stuff is shot. Um, when you do a seat, when you do a challenge, a lot of this stuff is shot like in the same four places, you know, like we're usually going to, Oh, we're going back to the quarry. Oh, we're going back to the, you know, to the, to the boating dock area or whatever. Um, we're going back to the, to the Creek, whatever. It's probably not a Creek, but you know, we're going back to the same spot. Um, and, uh, and, and so, like you said, you know, I could probably, you know, watch the same shot over and over again because it looks so cool. But they're probably going back to the same four places typically where it does look that cool. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
you know, we didn't get that good of a look at the living situation. Uh, we've talked about how recently they've gone from like baller mansion to now kind of dire living conditions underground. You got your, uh, your, uh, what was it called? A bunker in the last season. I don't know if they're going that far per this season, but you'd imagine, uh, do they, does it play into a, a part of it with, with COVID and whatnot? What sort of housing structure do they select for this? They definitely didn't show it off in this trailer. You get like a little bit of a shot of someone peeking through a doorway. You got, I believe it's Tori and Corey are kind of sitting on a bed. It does, I'll put it to you this way. It doesn't look like MTV Cribs, you know, um, although they didn't make a thing of it either way. They didn't say, oh, my God, look how bad the living conditions are. They didn't say, oh, my God, look how dope this is. You're moving into an oasis. So I'll be interested to see if they kind of split the difference, if the house isn't as much of a character, either good or bad, as it's been in the past and whatnot. But it's certainly something they didn't lean on or reveal here for us. Yeah, it's it's wild, though, because, you know, just going off of the quotes, like every every season, it's always like it's about betrayal and it's about um, you know, sneaky suspicion. Uh, I mean, it, every season it has this like cutthroat, um, you know, war like mentality, but this one is very, uh, uh, you know, double the action, double the twist, double the betrayal. Um, but they really dive into, you know, the secrets, the spies, which is the lies. Like that's everything that you don't know about the challenge. That is, that is, you know, that is the underground, um, mentality, uh, mental warfare behind what goes on in the challenge that you don't hear about. And I think they're finally have found a way to bring it to the surface because in order to win these games, you don't talk about the secrets. You don't talk about your alliances, you know, that you probably lied to, to keep them on your team. You know, they don't, it, it's, it's not something we divulge into very much because that's not how you win. And it seems like the challenge is finally bringing it to their, to its surface. And we're going to get some really cool shit, um, behind, you know, like the living area that you say it's, it's, it's not the beach, you know, it's not, you know, the, the, the pool outside jumping in, you know, with your, with your skibbies. It is, uh, it's, it's literally, a game that's full of, uh, you know, you know, spies and lies. Like, uh, it, you know, it, it looks like, you know, 007. It looks like the stuff that, you know, we're, we're used to seeing in these action movies that, um, you'd love to do on a daily basis. And we get some of those scenes on to when you want to get into it. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know, let's break it down. You know, we're going to talk about this trailer a little bit. Then the back half of the podcast, we are going to discuss the Challenge Mania Awards uh, voting that we have so far in front of us. The majority of patrons have voted, but we still have a few days left. If you do still want to sign up, you can go to patreon.com slash challenge mania and have your votes count. Voting does close at 8 p.m. on Friday, the 20th. And then on the 21st, we'll be joined live on Zoom by a lot of the winners. D, why don't you go through some of the scenes that stood out to you? I mean, to me, we got some really cool it uh, looks like daily footage it looks like we have skydiving back in the fold something i know that you know well uh and then what's interesting the one thing that's out to me is they showed this this rookie nam with a voiceover and the voiceover says this is you know one of the craziest things we've ever done to which and my first pass watching it i'm like well how many of these things have you done you're a rookie then i 
gave a closer listen to the voice. I think the voice is Devin, and they show Nam. Uh, so a bit confusing there, but I think that was Devin's voice we got. Of course, happy to see Devin back on the show. If you want to hear our full cast breakdown, patreon.com slash challenge mania is where you can hear that. We spent two hours breaking down every member of this cast. Okay, so D, why don't you uh, talk about some of the stuff that stood out to you? So, so I'll just stay on the quotes because I have them highlighted here, and uh, and I can just run through those pretty quick. And, and I don't think... Uh, I, I don't think that the voice you're hearing is either Nam or or Devin. I think it's Wes. It says, and I believe he's saying most mental game he's he's ever played. And you know, if it's coming from Wes, that's that's a believable statement uh, because he has played in many games. This is his 14th season, and coming out of his mouth, I would I would completely you know right off the bat, it, it's it's a believable comment com- coming from a credible source, and I'd be that would make me excited for this season as the leadoff hitter to their trailer coming from West. Um, uh, other things that we've heard, okay, uh, this is MTV saying in a world, in a world of secrets, in a world of lies, secrets and lies, uh, double agents, double uh, agents. Uh, Tori says, uh, this is crazy. Uh, Leroy says that's some sneaky shit. That's some sneaky shit right there. I would just imagine that that's the game because I think this game is going to be, uh, you know, the rules of this game is just going to be all over the place. Um, let's see, uh, what else we got here? Nicole, you have to have, you have to make a deal with the devil. Why it pants to Wes? Yeah. I don't I saw, I noticed that then it shows Wes. I mean, look, I'll be honest. That's the moment where you show a Wes, you show a Johnny, you show a CT, you show somebody who has a history in the game like that. So I don't know if that means that Wes is the devil of this game or whether he's just the perfect face to show in that moment. But I did catch that. That was, uh, that was interesting there. Fessy had a good one too. I think he says that this season starts off with a bang. So who knows what that means? Yeah. And that that's coming at the end, you know, and it was, it was a great uh, final exclamation point to the end of this, uh, you know, minute and 30 second trailer. Um, and we've heard that now twice. It's been in two trailers. So we wonder if there, if, if, if it's either, a, if it's just a soundbite or are we really kicking shit off with the bang? And does that bang mean, uh, you know, jumping out of an airplane or does that mean, you know, wrestling the top uh, on top of a truck or does that mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a way to go after one of these major players you know, early on or setting up a, you know, two, two team partners going at it, you know, with some big names or, or, or does that mean somebody just punch somebody on the, on the first night, you know, um, it could mean many of different things, but, uh, they've now used it twice. So I challenge you MTV and challenge guys to tell me what, you, what you're saying in the trailer is actually true and not just sound bites. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard, it's hard to tell because when you talk about something starting with a bang, it could mean, oh, do we have two heavy hitters in an elimination early? Do we have a purge at the beginning? Do we have, as you mentioned, something that's really, you know, hard to pull off or, or stunt worthy like the, uh, the, the, the um, what is it called? Uh, cra- uh, what, what are they? P- parachuting. The Royal Rumble the, on top of the water. Well, do we have, I, I we're never going to, dude, trust me, I want that. I want that challenge back, by the way. That is something we need to see again from Gauntlet 2, 
you guys on top of the things doing the Royal Rumble. That would be great to see, especially in a season with Fessy in it. But yeah, I mean, is it the skydiving? Are we talking about a stunt? Is it is the starting it off with a bang just hearing some of the rules that are announced? You know, let's yeah. be honest. Look, our guard is always up when it comes to sound bites in the initial trailer. Um, you get our hopes up. We spend three weeks trying to figure out what the big bang is, and then we find out that it's that there's no locks on the bathrooms. Who knows? You know, we're gonna find out on the 9th of December. Uh, and we can't wait. Once that premiere drops, and we will hit you with our new bonus podcast series. It will be called Double Take. It will be called Double Trouble. It will be called The Safe House. We don't know, uh, but we do know it will be every Wednesday night at patreon.com slash challengemania. And what comes with that membership, that subscription, is weekly giveaways, weekly contests. Uh, you know, we do a lot of really fun interactive stuff over there. We're going to be wrapping up in a few months our fantasy football league that we have every year. That's all something that's on the table for you if you're a Challenge Mania pod squad member. Um, we have a lot of fun ways of integrating everyone into the community, and it's a really fun conversation, and it's a really cool group of people that talk about the challenge, not even just every week, but every single day over there at patreon.com slash challengemania. So our uh, all right, D, I don't want to beat this thing to death. I don't want to analyze it like this, like the Zapruder film. And I have a feeling that the more we watch it, more will come to us. How much more do you have on this trailer before we get to I the Challenge Mania quick. Awards? I, I can go I can go quick here go because next quotes we see is uh, everyone's going to have to get their hands dirty by CT. And then we see CT throw a glove, hit Wes in the eyeball, and Wes goes down. We see Wes go down with a glove to the eyeball. Well, he may not go down, but he's kind of like – you know, get, gets hit like a wrestling hit. You know what I mean? So it's just random. It's just an, I think it's an accident. They're in a competition and it's, it's a funny, it's, it's a pretty funny moment. Cause that's just like something that you couldn't like, you know, it's very you three stooges, that. very three. Yeah. Stooges. You couldn't script it. It was, it was fucking funny. Um, and they put it in the initial trailer. Uh, but you wonder if that's out of malice too, you know, here, let me throw this glove at you. But you know, I think it's an accident. Um, we see the American gladiators ball come into play. Um, Kyle's on the ground, dead. Looks like he's dead. Um, like the undertaker dead, um, wrestling on top of the truck. If it's true, that'd be pretty crazy. Another quote that they used was no trust and all sus is sus actually a word, Scott. Uh, I believe it's an internet term for suspect. Uh, it's sort of one of those new vernacular things. People say like, oh, that's sus. Oh, that is sus. Like, you know, that is suspect, you know, so I think they might be using that here, getting a little bit cute with the wording. Yeah, um, that's that's about. Oh, and then we got Josh yelling and saying, I can speak louder than you. So I wonder any predictions on who he's yelling at. Wouldn't be a challenge trailer in the last couple of years without the just I mean, you got to have Josh yelling, screaming, crying top of his lungs moment. OK, any predictions of who it is? I'm going to say, I mean, they show, they did cut to Nam, I thought, right? Like, but, but I don't know that that means it's to him. Um, you wonder, is it someone he has a built-in history with? I feel like him and Devin might have, have a rocky relationship. I'm going to say it's Devin. I feel like Devin could get under his skin and vice versa. Um, yeah, th- that's about it for our quotes here, Scott. Um, it could be, it could be Devin. I would say maybe one of the newer guys, because if you were an older fella, you probably have met him and, it, you know, no, he's not, you know, I don't know. Maybe but not Devin and him having uh, cross paths, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a newer person. I want to say it's a newer person. Last se- couple seasons ago, we had, oh, Pauly, uh, which was, I guess, friends. So that kind of takes off my, my notion. But we also had, uh, you know, Beast. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ashley Kane. We mm-hmm. had him, him yelling at him. Then we had uh, him and CT. And now maybe we will have somebody new. Um, I don't know. But as far as, like, the competitions go, Scott, um, we've got jumping out of a plane, running, holding yourself up in the air. Oh, one of the cool ones I saw, dude, is they're all hanging on this like ball 
of this helicopter is pulling this huge ball of I don't ball with netting around it, and they're all hanging on. And I believe at some point this helicopter is taking them through the water. So my prediction is is the helicopter, which I would imagine is pretty dangerous, like just maybe dragging them through the through the water, and uh, and uh, and it, they it, it's probably trying to get them to fall off. You know, so you got to hang on for dear life, literally, because the helicopter may drop on top of you. And, uh, you know, we're going back to the helicopter. Scott, we talked about this in length, the helicopter stuff in the past and how dangerous it is. But here they are pulling people through the water on top of a ball where a helicopter could possibly drop on top of them. I I think that's what I saw. And I can't believe my eyes if it's true, but. I think it's pretty awesome if they do it. Yeah, they all this all this stuff looked pretty damn cool in this trailer, and you know that that includes the challenges and the stunts and the, the location. So I'm excited. I mean, I look, I would be excited either way. But everything I've seen from this, look, we talked about this in the cast breakdown. I really like the cast. I'm really intrigued by some of the rookies. I love some of the returning cast members that we see. Teresa and Darrell for the first time in a while. Uh, Devin and Nicole Zanata are back. We see a lot of the rookies that are up for Rookie of the Year back with us, like Casey and Fessy and Jay. Uh, so I. Really great group dynamic, I think, that we might have ahead of us. We have Cam and Leroy back. We have the first season in quite some time without Johnny Bananas. We have neither returning champion coming back. We do not have Jenny. We do not have Johnny. Clears the way for a new champion. We only have one returning champion on the female end. That is Ashley Mitchell. So a very good chance we have a first-time female champ in general. We do have Wes, and we do have Darrell. We do have CT returning as far as male champs go. But... um, This looks like it could be a new leaf for the challenge. It looks like we could either cement or create some new stars here, some new feuds, some new adversaries. Um, And it looks like everybody came to play and everybody is excited to be there. TJ Lavin's got that great TJ Lavin uh, smirk on him. And uh, for once, guys, by the way, has to be said for the first time in I think a couple seasons, uh, it's very clear that the the title of this season that they went into this thing uh, planning to have it be called is what it's being called. Because you have a nice clean shot of TJ there saying, well, Welcome to Double Agents. So kudos to them for picking a title and sticking to it. And I, as we discussed, we love this title because we're trying to come up with a way to, is it Double Trouble? Is it Double Take? Whatever. Double Agents sounds like a perfect way to describe this season that is sure to have a lot of twists and turns along the way. So uh, great trailer. I've seen it a few times. We just listened to it again. I encourage everyone to go and check it out more than once because I assume we will be opening it up to questions in the coming weeks. And if you guys can feel free to ask us anything based on the about 90 seconds that they just dropped on us. And this is my last uh, notable headliner from this trailer. We do see a variation of the hogtide elimination from the ruins with uh, between Cyrus and Kahuta, where Cyrus pretty much beats Kahuta and, uh, and, and can't unlock his feet, his hands and feet in time uh, to beat Kahuta. Uh, so it looked like Cyrus had it in the bag. He was one of the older fellas at the time. Uh, he would have beat, you know, someone that, you know, we, we thought, you know, would have been a good formidable opponent. And we may have not lost anybody. Uh, we wouldn't have we would have been on the on, on the borderline of a clean sweep uh, going into a, a championship season for the for the championship champions team uh, with Cyrus beating him. But Kahuta pulled it out and he also ends up beating uh, a West later on that season, which was another big surprise. He was definitely a surprise player at that during that season goes down to the hands of Darrell. Darrell goes on punch. It beats up Brad and he gets kicked off the show. So um, just to kind of a little bit, little tidbits to going towards his hog tie 
uh, variation. Um, and I wonder, and, but we do see someone falling off. So maybe it's not completely like that, but there's a chance where this person falls off and there's a hump, uh, similar to on the dirty 30, uh, final elimination before the final me, Tony and Hunter go at it. And, uh, there's this little hump when you're doing this, uh, when you're, when you're trying to move the rope, uh, past a, a flat, a flat base. There's like a hump. It's harder to, to, to maneuver around anyway. All right. That's all I got my man. Um, cool trailer, lots of stuff on, uh, on the horizon here with the challenge and challenge mania and the awards. And, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to, to be a part of another zoom this, this weekend, another award show, which our last one was, was, uh, was pretty phenomenal. If you ask me with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and this one is set up to be pretty special, too, because, you know, we're, we're going to get to uh, contact the people who are going to win these awards, invite them, and hopefully they can come and give some speeches live for you guys on the air. Uh, Wes will be there regardless whether he wins one of these or not, but we'll talk about it in a sec. It looks like he might uh, be taking home one of these things. Before we get to uh, breaking down the way some of the voting lies for now, I want to remind you guys one more time about Solitaire Grand Harvest. Uh, a lot of people have different ways of liking to relax and decompress. Some people like to knit, some people like to podcast, other people like to play games. It's everything you love about playing Tri-Peak Solitaire, but it's wrapped up in a fun farm aesthetic. I know there's nothing more relaxing than a nice farm aesthetic, D, so you can enjoy relaxing sights and sound of farm life, the animals, the whole deal when you level up your solitaire skills. Solitaire Grand Harvest is a super relaxing treat for the mind, full of fun and challenging levels you can play anywhere, anytime. That's right. If you like a challenge, but you don't want to go on a zip line, you don't want to go skydiving anytime soon, Solitaire Grand Harvest is the way for you to uh, test your challenge skills from the comfort of your own hand and your own home. Play your cards right to advance and earn hourly bonuses based on how many crops you grow. The more you play, the more crops you can harvest and the more bonuses you collect. It's like Solitaire, but that you've never seen before. It is free to play. Connect your social media accounts and let your friends know how you do. Maybe you'll be winning a 2021 Challenge Mania Award for Best Solitaire Grand Harvest Player. I love this game because it's easy for someone like me. I'm a game novice and I love playing with the cute little animals while I am harvesting my crops over at the Solitaire Grand Harvest. Uh, it is something that is easy to do whether Tetris is the last video game you've played or not. Whether you're stuck inside or dreaming of the great outdoors, this is a way you can be on a farm from the comfort of your own home. Download Solitaire Grand Harvest for free today in the App Store, Google Play, Amazon, the whole deal. Uh, really appreciate Grand Harvest coming on board. And... Um, 
want to remind you guys as well about BetterHelp. If you go to betterhelp.com slash mania, you can get 10% off your first month of online counseling. As we know, the winter months and the overcast and the getting darker uh, later, I mean earlier, it does not help um, mental health and the way that everyone I think can use someone to talk to. It's harder and harder to go out and find someone to talk to in person. But now if you go to betterhelp.com slash mania, you can find an online counselor that is perfect for you. They've added counselors in a whole lot of states, D. So uh, thanks again to BetterHelp, who have been a longtime sponsor of ours, and also Grand Harvest, the Solitaire Edition Grand Harvest Solitaire Ground Harvest, which you can get in your app stores today. Um, very cool. So, okay, Derek, Survey Monkey is telling me where the votes are lying. And we, of course, have our expert ballots. We have our popular vote made up from Challenge Mania, maniac-level patrons over at patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. And you and I have yet to vote. So you and I have weighted votes, D. Our votes play a part. They play a little bit of a bigger part than the average person. We then have the expert votes, which play their own segment. But then the majority of this, 50% of this, is the popular vote. So um, we're going to go here category by category. I'm going to try to be vague. I'm not going to get too specific. Uh, I am going to let you know uh, where where some of this is lying, but I don't want to sway too many people who have yet to vote, D. I also don't want to sway you. But I do want to talk to you about who you're thinking here. So let's start with Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year this year, we've decided to combine the category males and females in the same category. Fessy, Swaggy, Bailey, Casey, and Jay. Uh, It looks like this thing is going to come down to Jay and Fessy, D. Um, Are you surprised to hear that? And where, when you heard this category and the nominees in it, does your head go? And with the Fessy and, and, and Jay debate here, um, you know, I, again, the other the other the other few um, like Swaggy, I think it was important to look at like Swaggy's daily wins and how he did his his rookie season. Like he sort of he kind of like, you know, exceeded his expectations. Right. He definitely exceeded expectations by, um, you know, sort of having this secret alliance with Wes and nobody knew about. And he was sort of like, you know, it, in the inner circle. You know, all he had to do was beat beat Corey, and like he's possibly on the way to uh, you know his first um, you know season final in his rookie year too. You know, but you know these are just the things that you have to weigh out. Um, you know, Bailey exceeds expectations, makes it to the final, right? Um, who was the other one? There's one more guy. Oh, so, yeah, Swaggy. Swaggy Bailey. One more besides Casey. Jane. Casey. Casey. Okay. Casey exceeds expectations. Um, she wins a, uh, she wins a, uh, you know, look like, you know, she smoked that elimination and we were all kind of betting on her probably making it to the end. Like, I don't think she exceeded expectations. I think she met expectations and she one is, you know, she didn't like surprise us. Like we knew she was going to do that. It seemed like she was going to go there. You know, we didn't know if Bailey was going to go there. You know, she did. Um, swaggy, you know, we talked about him, but now, now the, now the question is, is do, do the two eliminations that Jay won because Fessy only won one elimination and he makes it to a final finishes last in the final, right? Out of the four guys that make it there, he finishes last. Is that better than, you know, an impressive win over CT and, uh, and a uh, and a win over Asaf right off the bat, kind of getting thrown to the wolves, and then he goes into a third elimination and and gets pulverized. Right now on the other side, you got Fessy who does the pulverizing in his elimination to Jordan. Right, three time challenge champ. I mean, it's still sort. It, it, it's very you know with you know with Jordan's you know 
with Jordan's hand, I mean, it, and, and it being a very hand dominant, two hand dominant uh, elimination, like how much do you give, you know, Fessy for that? You know, how much do you give him for making it to the final? Because people are scared of this. All right, Maniacs, more with the interview and the podcast in just a second. But we know with everything going on with the quarantine, COVID, all that stuff, there's got to be a lot out there that is interfering with your happiness. Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient, especially these days when you do not want to leave the house or apartment. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor anytime, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or even leave the comfort of your home. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Do some Facebook stalking, figure out your counselors are for you. That's fine. Find a new one. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Doesn't matter where you live. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, but now it is for you. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, LGBTQ matters, anger, family conflict, self-esteem, trauma, sleeping, you name it. Anything you share is, of course, confidential. It's affordable and professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a Challenge Maniac, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash mania. You can join over 1 million. That's 1 million people taking charge of their mental health today. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mania. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, so it's going to come down to does that final mean more than those first few episodes, those first few eliminations? Um, I think character-wise, they both made pretty good impacts. And again, did you kind of look at the two of these guys and expect Fessy to do well um, and then look at Jay and think he overachieved? Do you take the person who kind of had the season you may have expected over the person who seemed to overachieve, um, especially when you see the win he got over CT? So uh, we'll we'll have to see how that one shakes out. Best commentary – is uh, looks like it's coming down to Anissa, uh, Bear, and Wes here. Um, uh, Anissa getting a lot of love from both the uh, both of the experts um, and the the popular vote. Although Bear getting some some love from the experts as well. Um, so it looks like it's probably coming down to Anissa and Bear. Uh, Anissa with with more of the popular vote on her side right now, but Bear uh, getting some more love from the experts. I wonder if it you know do the experts, do the commentators, do the podcasters have an easier time separating Bear the person from Bear the commentary? Where you know is Bear kind of more polarizing, and is that why when you when you ask three hundred people, you know a lot of them might just say I don't like Bear. I'd rather root for vote for the person I like in Anissa. So uh, what do you think with this one? Ashley yeah. and Kyle are, are getting a couple votes here or there. Uh, Bailey's uh, coming up the rear. Yeah, I just think, I, I, it, you know, Ashley and Kyle, I believe, um, I believe Ashley's season was was cut a little short. So we didn't get to see uh, much of her, you know, uh, enough of her, you know, solid com- commentary. And then Kyle just had a quiet season. You know, we were like, oh, is this guy maturing? What's going on? We just haven't, 
you know, it was, it was similar. Like we just that didn't, I feel like we didn't get enough. And then with, with Bayer, it's like, anytime the guy says anything, it's like, it, it's like a shocking moment. It's like a, what the fuck moment? Because everything that comes out of his mouth is just like, what? I have never heard it like that. And, and us being in the U S like we've never heard it said like that in an English accent, you know? So I think it makes it more appealing now with Anissa, you know, she just has this veteran swag, you know, swagger where it's like, you know, most of what she says is, you know, kind of on point to me, like one of the more memorable moments for me. And this, this kind of leads more towards, you know, the personality side and we can get to that. Um, you know, I, you tell me, make a case for Anissa. I made, I made my case for, for bear, you know, and West, like, you know, he's good. He's good at the commentary. He's, he, he, he's good at it, you know? Um, but you know, for me, the, the one that sticks out is just like, is bear. And it's almost like everything that he does sticks out for me. Cause it's just, it's out of this world. Yeah, I you know what I, I look. I, I think it's one of those things where we, we say best commentary, um, although that is typically viewed in the verbal sense. With Anissa in particular, in this year, I think that the facial commentary that she made, sometimes in the background of a scene or in a reaction shot, uh, served a purpose this season that we've never even really even seen before. Um, you see her in this other category, her facial reaction to the Jen Lee comment being one of the best moments of the year. We literally took her face uh, and turned it into a meme slash T-shirt that people are loving with the nope stuff and so i think people are voting for anisa here not just for the verbal commentary although that was hilarious too uh something that stands out to me when she was talking about swaggy and bailey and the blanket they brought um i I just think that she made a lot of people smile whether it was with her confessionals but also her facial expressions and i think that's why she's garnering the votes here as well as in another category so i lean towards anisa bear is funny bear bear is obviously an enigma i like to describe him as a character out of a guy Ritchie movie um i go to anisa i think i might be more prone to being one of the voters that uh votes for the person who i think had the commentary that i appreciated and that i also liked whereas i think bear a lot of the times was saying things that i didn't necessarily agree with or stand by even if he was saying them in a, in a fun and, and original way yeah i mean just the way he attacked the camera during all that kayla stuff was just not something i you know it's it's their life, you know, it's their life. They do what they want, but the way he attacked the camera as a bear, uh, when he was, you know, making his attack, when he was making his attack, um, you know, was, is just something that stands out for me. And, uh, just, I don't think anyone else could have said it like that. Um, and that's kind of what sticks out for me. A uh, couple or duo or trio of the year looks like, I mean, Johnny and Wes are going to be tough to beat. It's understandably so. They're getting votes across the board from the experts and from the popular side. And the only uh, duo that might play a part in dethroning them seems to be Melissa and Vienna. I think a lot of people get a kick out of Melissa having played with her baby in tow. Uh, so it's still up in the air, not fully decided, but I think uh, Johnny and Wes, and you understand, I mean, so much of the season was built around their rivalry uh, coming to a head and then finally partnering up. And then, of course, it crescendos in the middle of the season with that elimination there up for moment of the year. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Johnny and Wes take it home. If they do, Wes will be there live on Zoom to accept it. Yeah. And as far as uh, Melissa and Vienna goes, I mean, there will never, ever be a duo like this. I hope so. I hope hope not. (laughs) Until they do a, uh, you know, a challenge in, in, in their kid partner season on uh, Nickelodeon. Um, we will never get, uh, what just happened with, uh, with Vienna being named, being named, uh, the, a city in, uh, in Austria where they competed for the final challenge, um, n- named after Melissa named her after that. Uh, it's just, 
is I don't I mean that's that's an amazing duo and if anyone deserves to uh come you know compete with Wes and Johnny and what they did for that season it's these two because that is just as you know close to as memorable as these two you know being you know being becoming friends on national television in front of our faces after years and years and years and years of uh turmoil you know, moment of the year here, uh, we mentioned Josh, uh, Josh. Uh, we, we mentioned Wes and Johnny and their showdown uh, coming to a head. That's getting some votes here, but not as, mu- as many as Nelson sacrificing himself for uh, his partner, Corey. Um, I think people might be splitting the difference here and giving Nelson the votes here, whereas they gave Wes and Johnny the votes in the duo category. Um, that being said, it is spread around a bit. Uh, Nelson sacrificing himself for Corey is in the lead, but we do have some votes for Wes and Johnny. We have some votes for Anissa's facial expression. We have a few votes for Rogan versus Jay and very few for, for Bear using the fire extinguisher, which I know, though, is one that you like. So why don't you tell us about that? That's not one that seemed to resonate with the masses, but definitely I think might have been the best, uh, most iconic visual. Uh, could it be that it pissed so many people off they don't want to give him credit for it? Yeah, I'm sure nobody thinks that, you know, what Bear did was this, uh, you know, a, something a good guy would do. You know, obviously something what Nelson did is something a good guy would do, um, you know, but it's still one of those moments for me that completely stands out. It's another like Vienna, you know, being inside uh, her mom's belly while she competes in a final and uh, on top, atop a mountain in, during a blizzard. Um, it, it's like, it's one of those moments that like, it will probably never happen again. You will never see you. You're going to see someone sacrifice for somebody else. You're going to see, we've seen that. Um, you're going to see, um, you know, two foes team up at some point because they dislike, uh, you know, be, because they have to, they're forced to we've seen Johnny and Cara do it. Now we've seen Johnny and West do it. Uh, we will see, you know, people team up because the masses are against, you know, against against their legacy they're against their championships they're against their you know whatever their 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 top tier status um we we will see that you know we will see foes team up because of that but we will never see somebody pull a full fire extinguisher off the wall meant to save people during a fire and spray all over people while there is no fire Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's true. That's true. So, look, it's, it's getting votes. Uh, it's going to have a, a tough time winning, but it's certainly getting votes. You made a solid case for it. Elimination of the year. This one's wide open. CT versus Jay doing very well. Rogan versus Nelson as well doing very well. Two really great eliminations. You wonder, uh, you know, in, in a different year, would either of those been a runaway against another crop of eliminations? Anissa versus Jenna and Josh versus Kyle, not so much. And then Jenna versus Tori, the big upset there is getting some votes as well. So that one is still going to come down to the wire. Uh, uh, might depend on who you or myself or some of the more uh, of the experts vote for there. Uh, but I could see it going to Jay versus CT or Rogan versus Nelson. Which one do you want to make a case for? Well, um, th- there's a big difference between uh, two guys, you know, like 
picking stuff up and, and, and barricading a, 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 a door um, for, you know, a half hour, like that's great. Uh, and, and tying chains into knots, like that's, that's, that's great. Like the upset is, is, is the magnitude of the upset is, is unbelievable because of the two names. Now, had you said, uh, you know, Jay defeated, uh, CT in like, a you know, something even more physical. Now we're talking, you mm-hmm. know, now we're talking, you know, um, they didn't lay their bodies down on the line, like, like Nelson and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and Rogan did like, they didn't go through it. They didn't, they didn't physically beat the shit out of each other, uh, end up with black eyes. They, you know, they went through with a little bit of sweat, broke a little bit of a sweat, barricaded the door. The underdog came up on top. That's the story. That's, that's, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the clear, that's the clean cut way of explaining this elimination is that, you know, it, it's just not as hardcore um, as these, what these other guys put themselves through. I believe, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, um, Nelson even had a, a black eye from, you know, a, possibly a camera hitting him in the eye, you know, that's on the helmet, you know, and, or an elbow, whatever it is, you know? So, um, it's surprising to me that they weren't more hurt, you know? Um, and it's even more surprising that, you know, Rogan goes on and competes in that final, um, 12 hours later. So, you know, to me, it's, it's night and day, you know, what, what, you know, the upset is, is, is what people think about, you know, JBCT, but they, they didn't do, they didn't put in the work. I mean, listen, they, they broke a sweat, but I don't think they put in the work like these other two. Well, I think some people, and look, uh, it's going to come down to one of these two. I think that it's very common. We see a lot of hall brawls and we see a lot of, uh, pole wrestles end up in this category. (laughs) They always do very well. Um, they end up, you know, being the more physical ones, the ones where it's sort of easier to get the credit from people like you and from, from, from anyone really who wants to give credit to the tougher physical challenges. Um, I remember when it aired, you know, the, the CT versus J elimination, I thought was a very fun combo of not necessarily being head to head, uh, physical, but still being very physical, having a mental and strategic element as well. When you throw in the narrative of the upset, I think that's why it's getting a lot of votes here. Uh, there is another category technically where this elimination can get votes and we'll get to that in a sec so this one is very open and 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 i don't want to take anything away from jenna and tori like that that was but uh, if you're voting for one like that it's probably going to be jay and ct you know i mean i mean what i mean i just want to i just want to throw this out there because that that elimination right there had you know had had you you had to kind of push for it you had to you know go go up and down something with a very uneven wheelbarrow it's not easy to do with a lot of stone in it and you know it was one of those where i was on the edge of my seat because i didn't know jenna was gonna throw this damn thing you know and you know and so when she pulls out the victory that was another like big upset against a, a a major player um and i'll be honest with you like i think that they may have done you know, more work than Jane CT did. It's possible. Look, I, I, I think that, uh, look, it's, it's in third place here. It's definitely getting some votes. Um, I just think they're very similar in their construct of, you know, having to carry heavy stuff, having to kind of compete, compete simultaneously and not directly against each other uh, and having an upset at the end of it. And I, ju- I just think JNCT is the more memorable one, obviously, given the stature of CT and then and then Jay, of course, 
uh, being so likable, clearly fighting for his life in the game and wanting to be there. Um, I, I look, I, I, I don't take anything away from Jen and Tori either. And I, I think, I think nomin- being nominated here and even coming in third is a, is a great way to honor that elimination. And it's certainly getting some votes. I just think that, you know, it is going to come down to one of those two. Uh, look, Tori won elimination of the year. Um, I believe, uh, was it last year? Last year she won it. So for Truck and Jenny. So, um, all right. Female competitor of the year and male competitor of the year are runaways. We don't have to spend too much time on this. I think, I think that in a year where you have one season, um, when you have Jenny and Johnny win the season so convincingly, uh, both along the way, impressive elimination wins for Jenny, and then also um, one for Johnny as well, beating Wes. Uh, it's, it, it makes sense that they're both running away with this. Uh, nobody really getting anywhere near. Um, Melissa getting a small amount of the votes on the female end. Uh, on the male end, it's kind of split. Everybody else getting around 10%. But um, it makes sense here. These two are nominated yeah. for Challenger of the Year. They both won the season individually. Uh, I don't think there's really a case to be made for anybody else here. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's crazy how, you know, when we get to uh, Challenger of the Year, I mean, why don't we, do you just want to go there right now? Yeah, we can go there. It's, it is uh, neck in neck for Challenger of the Year. It's, uh, it's actually kind of crazy how close it is. Um, it is, I mean, I'm not even kidding. It's the popular vote for challenger of the year currently um, is there's a 3% difference. Uh, It is literally eight total votes, which means when you're listening to this, if you haven't voted yet, or if you decide now that you want to vote and you want to head to patreon.com slash challenge mania and become a maniac level patron, if you vote right now and you vote for the person, I'm not going to tell you who's leading. um, But if you vote for the person right now who is down eight votes, you are making, giving them a, you know, 10, 10 to 15% better chance of winning. That's how close this thing is. So uh, yeah. it's pretty insane. And we count every vote. So, so I, I was pretty upset, uh, you know, at our Zoom. I was didn't get, you know, very upset. But I was upset during our Zoom when we conduct, you know, put all this stuff together. And I thought that, uh, you know, that both of these, both of these should be up for a moment of the year. Um, both these challengers and what they did uh, during the season should be up for moment of the year, because in the end, Johnny ends up winning his seventh challenge championship after a long, you know, a lonely, sad draw where he was essentially getting made fun of for, Oh, it's the curse. He's never going to win again. Then we finally seeing him cry atop that mountain and, you know, kind of, you know, let it all out. And, and, and then we see him walk away from the game because he's not going to be on the next season. And we don't know if he'll ever be back. Um, so if he walks away with the seventh challenge championship, I thought that should have been up for a moment of the year. It's not, we're going to go head to head Johnny versus Jenny as challenger of the year. And the, on the flip side, I also thought that Jenny should have been in moment of the year for climbing up that mountain and, you know, beating all the dudes, you know, beat, you know, beating all the dudes in her second season after getting trucked by Tori last season. Um, you know, how she got her red skull this season was not as, you know, was not as impressive as, uh, well, not, not impressive at all. She got her, she got her red skull, made it to the end, beat the guys. That's the moment. That's the moment. That's what she did. And she won her first challenge championship. Johnny did was he went up against West, his, his foe, um, and, uh, and, and, and pulls out that victory in the elimination. Then he beats, then he wins the final challenge with yes, a little bit of help from Melissa, but in clutch form, Johnny beats Johnny wins the final challenge to go to the final. Then once he gets into the final atop the mountain during a blizzard, he beats Rogan, who is also up for competitive years, arguably, you know, uh, you know, possibly, you know, the 
second best athlete out there next to maybe like Fessy Kyle. Um, he beats him atop a mountain as in an elimination to make it to the end and, uh, ends up beating out the, the next four guys to win a seven challenge championship. So, you know, that's what you have to work with. That's what you have to deal with. I thought both those should have been in in the moment, but here we go. Our two top players of the season, guy and girl, neck and neck. Um, I'm, uh, I'm interested to see the results and hopefully we can have them there to accept some of these, uh, uh, you know, accept, accept their, their awards and their victory as they deserve. I will say this. I think there's two ways to look at this. And I think this is probably how people are voting. I think, you know, Johnny household name comes back to win his seventh championship after, you know, not taking one home or, uh, even making many finals other than final reckoning in the last say, uh, six seasons, I believe. Um, you know, so I think that's a huge, huge story. I think maybe seven seasons, you know, that's a huge story. I think a lot of people are voting for that and the, the size and stature of Johnny as a participant in the challenge world. And that's probably why people are voting for Johnny. Jenny, I think people are voting for because, look, she when it comes down to it, if all things are equal, she's the one who finished first. And I think that, you know, in a world where we're constantly looking for a way to award the person who came in first overall, even if technically they win the same amount of money, I think people are voting for Jenny because this is like, hey, you know what? This is the way to stick it to the man. This is the way to say, hey, they both came in first, man and woman, but she won overall. Let's give it to Jenny. So um, and then obviously Johnny, I think a little bit more polarizing than Jenny. Uh, Jenny not really, you know, making any enemies along the way on the on the competitor side or on the viewer side. So um, it's really nice. And neck. I'm not going to say who's in the lead, but eight votes separate Johnny and Jenny. And um, get out there and vote. That's the only way. I mean, I don't want to see anybody pissed about what happened if they didn't vote. So, uh, maniac level patrons at above, go and do it. Podcast of the year is up in the air. I'm talking everybody's getting votes here. Um, it's too close to call. Uh, I love all these episodes. I love all the episodes that we've ever done. Uh, but particularly these six were all very special in their own way. Uh, people are clearly voting um, for which one they liked or which one spoke to them. Um, I know which one I'm probably going to vote for. Uh, there's one of these episodes that I think just stood out to me as having, you know, a, a, in in addition to being entertaining and catching up with a cast member that we hadn't had on the podcast yet, I think one of these uh, serves as a, a very important learning experience for you, myself, and for the listeners. So that's probably where I'll vote, but I won't say why or where, because to be honest with you, there are a lot of votes left to come in, and Kyle, Sarah, Ammo, Elizabeth, Ace, Jamie, and Brad and Marie are all still in the hunt here. They all have, I believe, uh, at least uh, pretty much everybody has at least 15% of the vote so far. So um, that's all I'll say. But uh, I mean, it's, it's like choosing which one of your kids you like the best D. I know, you only, I know either of us, we only have one, but at some point, you know, if you have five, six kids, it's like pick which one's your favorite. It's really hard. So uh, I don't even know if there's much to say here, but what, what do you have to say about these podcasts? Um, you know, just, just for me, like, uh, you know, the, the Brad and Marie one, that was just like, you know, popcorn. You know what I mean? Uh, it was, it was just it was having both of them. And it's uh, free, by the way. I made it free for everybody. So if you're listening to this and you want to hear Brad and Marie on episode six of the Madhouse from last season, go to patreon.com slash challengemania. You'll have to scroll quite a bit, uh, but it is, uh, it is available for free even if you're not a patron. So you can go and check that out. Um, listening to Kyle, Kyle's trajectory of like who he was before and, uh, you know, seven seasons later, the type of competitor that he's become and us waiting literally three years to get this, uh, to, to have him come on, um, was, was, was really intriguing for me to hear. Um, the ammo podcast, Elizabeth ammo, Elizabeth ammo podcast is, was, uh, was an important one for us to have. It was just like one of those, uh, podcasts that like everybody should listen to, 
you know, everybody in the world should listen to and give a listen to. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the Ace podcast is just so much fun. It was so Hollywood, you know, with the Playboy Mansion. It's just so fun, just rare, rare, rare stories. So many rare stories all the way to like, you know, the magic grounds he lives on. Um, from the Playboy Mansion to the magic grounds he lives on. <laughs> and then, um, you know, who else we got there? Uh, uh, you got Cousin with- Jamie. We got Sarah Rice. Uh, all yeah. getting votes. Cousin Jamie, so real, so raw from the correctional facility. Uh, and then, um, you know, Sarah with, uh, with, uh, how, you know, we're mental health plays, you know, for people like us, people, you know, have been in, in, in the challenge and, uh, how, you know, we, we don't really think about how it affects us. There's even yeah. more to that, to those stories that, you know, can't even really talk about. It's like sidebar conversations with Sarah that we've never had. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, Quote of the year here, uh, yeah. yeah. Quote of the year. There's look. There's six winners with the podcast award. You know what I mean? It's 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 again. It's it's not a, it's not the thing. If there's winners and losers, it's just whoever ends up getting the most votes. Um, a quote of the year. A lot of this is open ended, but again, I mentioned another way. CT and uh, Jay are indirectly honored for their elimination. Don't make it weird, bro. Is getting a lot of votes as is fresh cotton pads, as expected. Greetings, Earthlings, and the audacity. Uh, everybody has at least ten percent of the vote right now, so could come down to you or me, D. Um, again, I think that you know some of these. Um, you know, don't make it weird, bro. Does that sort of represent that elimination in another way? Do you wonder, is it getting votes because of that? Uh, I thought it was extremely funny. Uh, but again, similar to the podcast one, I don't think there's a bad choice here. Um, but uh, is there one here that you're stumping for on one of these quotes? Uh, yeah. Um, so I think the audacity one is, I think it's funny, but I just don't want to make fun of Nelson. You know, I mm-hmm. think, I, 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 so I hope he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he doesn't win, uh, cause it's kind of like making fun of his vocabulary and, uh, you know, I don't want that to happen. Even though it was great. It was great. He, he has fun with it. Anytime, you know, he come, he comes, come, he comes with a quote. Uh, we love it cause it's just, it's fun. And, um, uh, greetings earthlings. That's just random. We all had fun with that one. And, uh, so don't make it weird, bro. I think that's pretty, pretty iconic. <laughs> and, um, because it's weird, it's it's weird. I mean, in the he, moment, I think I think that it, one when you throw when you throw that at the end of an elimination of the year nominee it, potential winner, that is like the best possible moment to drop a quote like that. And and he's you know Jay's ready to pour his heart out to like the Michael Jordan right, and he said that on our podcast, which is also another great podcast. He's like getting ready to say this you know survivor like speech right. We have this like alien coming from a different planet. And he's getting ready to give his survivor-like speech. And he's about to give it to Michael Jordan after beating him in the championship. And CT's like, I don't, I don't, we're we're not doing it like that. (laughs) You know, this that happened here. You and I have both been on the (laughs) receiving end of similar uh, sentiments by CT, right? Like he doesn't like the pomp and circumstance. He doesn't like the whole jazzy introduction, right? Like just the other day we had them on the podcast to talk about the movie. I gave him this whole big introduction and he essentially gave me the equivalent of don't make it weird, bro. You know, and we cut it. I ended up cutting it out because it was so, you know, it's like, you know, you know, yeah. And, and, and it happens, you know, if you you saw him at challenge mania live, same deal. I mean, he is, it's so funny. It's like, 
you know, there's Michael Jordan and, you know, who knows he's Michael Jordan. There's Muhammad Ali who knows he's Muhammad Ali. There's Johnny Bananas who knows he's Johnny Bananas. And then you got CT, who I think a lot of people view as this larger than life figure. And I don't know that he wants all that. I don't know that he loves walking around with everybody thinking that his shit don't stink. I don't like, I don't think he likes the idea of, of, of him needing entrance music, you know, to use an analogy. I don't think he needs entrance music. I think he's cool walking out without entrance music like Andre the Giant. So um, I think that, you know, it's so funny that that quote to me embodies CT in a nutshell because you have heard it the first time he came on the podcast he gave you a don't make it weird bro just last week he gave me a don't make it weird bro this is something he's probably saying to people all the time at Starbucks people are probably going up to him starstruck doing the Wayne's World we're not worthy and he's got to say get up bro don't make it weird bro don't make it weird so I I, I think that's the one that stands out to me because of that but um, the other ones are all fun as well yeah what's the fourth one Fresh cotton pads and oh. greetings, earthlings. Yeah, fresh cotton pads, classic, classic. Yeah, yeah. So, up the back, hammered, cut, cuts her foot open, and she's asking for fresh cotton pads. And of course, in the U.S., we've never heard that before. Uh, the last two categories here, personality of the year on the male and female side, I think have ended up becoming the more interesting races here. They're, they're both all up in the air. Um, on the male side, Wes is in a slight lead, but Bananas, Bear, Nelson, they're all getting votes. Um, all have a possibility of winning at this point, everybody with at least 10% of the vote. Um, and then on the female side, Anissa does have a pretty sizable lead, but Big T's getting a ton of votes, as is Melissa, as is Nani even. So, um, you know, really interesting here, I think, you know, it's not necessarily a runaway in either category. Um, um, if I had to choose and if I had to kind of, you know, for me, I think it's Anissa. Um, again, it's a similar similar reasoning for me with the commentary stuff. But Big T, I see you're getting a lot of votes, and I think that's really cool. And as we mentioned, the fresh cotton pads thing. Um, and then Melissa also, you know, Melissa – I think, you know, making the final, having such a, a lengthy time on screen. I know when they started re-editing the show for one reason or another, Melissa ended up getting a lot more camera time, and, and rightfully so. She made the most of it, and uh, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if she took this home as well. So, um, And Nani is always a favorite, always a favorite of ours. And, and by the way, I should say that Brock, um, who uh, has an affinity for bananas, he has at least one banana a day, sometimes up to four, he calls them Nani. So, um Nice. I, I hear the word Nani 40 times a day, and that's before I even put on the podcast mic. So uh, Nani, and uh, one day I will tell her that, and I'm sure she'll find it funny, uh, because uh, my, my son will say Nani, 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 and I know they want some banana. Um, and then for TV personality of the year, Wes is the reigning champion in this award category. He's, again, leading right now, at least in the popular vote. Um, was this a Wes slash Bananas year? Maybe. Are people kind of giving Wes the award here because Banana's going to win it in other spots? Possibly. Nelson is someone who I think is being a little bit underrated here. I think that Nelson had a really great year, of course, might take home moment of the year. Um, is this a, a year that Nelson sort of really cemented himself as a personality as well as a competitor? And Bear getting a ton of votes also. Uh, similar psychology, I'd imagine, to the commentary race. Um, he is very, very polarizing, but very funny. Um, and it is, it's truly an individual and truly nobody like him. So uh, who do you think, D? Well, I'm, I'm glad your son brought uh, the Nani back because I can't stop saying Nanny and neither can the press release because they literally spelled it as Nanny instead of Nani. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good job, Brock. And um, uh, 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 for the guys, like, you know, I, 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 I'd be looking into like, you know, look, I, I, I can't tell you who you like what you like. You know, you like the personalities that you like. Like, I can't sit here and steer 
you in what direction, but when you're choosing the direction, I, the, the, what's going to make my thought process sort of work because it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard to choose like, Oh, is it what personality I like? Is it the, you know, what I, it like, I, I like, I like, I looked into like the trajectory of, of, of this person's personality throughout, you know, the season. That's, that's how I, you know, started looking into it because, you know, on one end I'm like, Oh, this was awesome. But that was really fucking dipshit move or that was a real dipshit, um, you know, conversation or that person really handled that fucked up situation really well. Um, you know, so, or, you know, I was also on the side of like, man, I love the idiocracy of that person. And then I'm like, but is that my personality of the year? Is that who I would give an award to is like the dumbassness that that person brought to the table. And that's kind of where, you know, I started leaning in and out of, uh, my, my, uh, you know, my, the person that I pick picked. All right. Well, guys, as I mentioned, you have until Friday, 8 p.m. on the 20th to get your votes in. And then you can join us live on Zoom by becoming a diesel level patron over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. The info for the call will go out on Saturday. Don't worry if you haven't gotten it yet. You will get it then. You have up until the time we start the Zoom, which I believe will still be 6 p.m. on Saturday Eastern time. That is Saturday, the 21st. We'll be joined by Wes. We are starting to reach out to some prospective winners as well to have them join us. Hopefully you can be there. Head to challengemania.shop and pick up your challenge mania gear it is always open and as we get into the secret santa time of the year the holiday time of the year all that good stuff black friday coming up keep your eyes peeled to see if we have a deal over there for that it's getting colder we might need to get some hoodies on some people get some sweatshirts all that good stuff you got the new no mercy logo uh we might have to have some stuff dropping for the new season keep your eye peels for that eyes peeled for that and we will have a new name for our bonus podcast that will be every wednesday once the challenge starts wednesday night after double agents will you get Get double trouble will you get double take will you get the safe house you'll get something and you can get that by becoming a maniac level patron over at patreon.com slash challenge mania all right d i'll give you the last word as always nope just get ready for an exciting exciting week at challenge mania with the challenge with the podcast with the awards um a, a lot of fun stuff and if you haven't gone seen habitual yet you know that's an interesting, in, in, interesting watch too. Uh, Ms. and Mrs. is up too. How about that? New oh Ms. yeah. Well, last episode of Ms. and Mrs. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, was based around a wrestling figure, D. The Moonbelly Kamala, a famous variant of the Hasbro figure that has a moon belly instead of a star belly that's worth upwards of ten thousand dollars. He goes and uh, wow. he has the figure, and then he thinks his his dog or his kid ate the figure, and then he's you know, paranoid. And then he goes to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast live show to present the figure to Matt Cardona, aka Zach Ryder. So, um, which is a podcast that I listen to. So that was the premiere last week of Miz and Mrs. They're back Thursday nights on USA. Set those DVRs. Yeah. And uh, for anyone that was wondering about if my child had found my wrestling figures uh, at my ex-wife's house, he went and looked and he was unsuccessful, could not find the guys. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, speaking of wrestling figures, so they're doing a, a toy drive. It's a, a wrestling figure toy drive, D. I was thinking, D, what do you think about this? What do you think about donating 10 Miz figures to the toy drive? Just literally 10 kids will receive a Mike the Miz Mizanin action figure courtesy of Challenge Mania this holiday season. What do you think? They also uh, yeah. happen to be on sale for $7 each. So um, what do you yeah. think? 
Yeah, I think we can. Uh, I think we can dibble dabble into into that. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, you guys should also take part in the toy drive. Uh, Major WF Pod on Twitter. You can get all the information. But uh, what's really cool about this toy drive, toy drive, all the toys go to uh, Toys for Tots and all that good stuff. But kids get enough Nerf guns, all right? Kids get enough GAC. Kids need more wrestling toys. So the one rule for this one is it has to be a wrestling toy. Um, and they go and they deliver all the toys themselves by way of the uh, that good old charity. So um, shouts to Mike the Miz. Shouts to CT Tamborello and Johnny Hickey. If you haven't heard that interview, make sure you check it out. And then go to Amazon and by habitual and if you do check out the movie be sure to review it i'm sure those guys would love a review for independent cinema it is very important to have positive reviews on sites like amazon we thank you for all the positive reviews you've given us over at itunes at google play wherever you get your podcast keep those coming if you want and uh yeah if unless you have the audacity to think our podcast sucks and then in that case don't leave a review in that case head your ass over to the app store and get solitaire grand harvest and take your ass to the farm and play some solitaire grand harvesty yep. all right buddy all right bye. later all right guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today.